Hi, y'all. My name is Kennedy Tippins. Welcome back to my podcast, Rooted. This episode, I'm super excited to get into. This was actually a request from a very good friend of mine named Emma Worthy. And she called me up one day and she was like, Kennedy, I think you should tell the story about the alabaster jar and the woman on your podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I totally can. She had heard this song called Alabaster. I don't remember exactly who it's by, maybe by Upper Room. And first of all, the song was like 10 minutes long. So I was like, who do you think I am thinking I have the time to listen to that? And I have listened to it probably like 20 times. Anyways, super good song. Please go check it out. But you know, next week, I think a week from, yeah, this upcoming Tuesday. So basically in a week, from when you'll be hearing this or six days, it will be her birthday and she will be 20. So what better gift than to do what she asked me to do podcast wise. And I was super excited to kind of get to dive deep into the story. I've heard the story before, but I haven't really done research on it and really studied it. And the more I studied it, the more amazed I was, the more amazed I was with the story. So Emma, I know you're listening to this. I love you so much, and I'm super excited to get into this. So with that being said, let's get on into it. So, okay, well, first of all, um, I just had, this is completely unrelated, but I just had two zebra cakes that my cousin bought, and something about me is I will never, ever turn down a Little Debbie's ever, unless it's a Fig Newton bar. If you try to offer me a Fig Newton bar, I don't know if we can continue friendship. Like, I'm going to definitely have to work that one out with the Lord because you might get excommunicated. There's like a 95% chance you're going to get excommunicated. But you offer me like a Nutty Buddy or uh, those unicorn things or what are the other ones? Uh, Oatmeal cream pie or zebra cake? Mm. Mm-mm. Bonded for life. That is faux show. Okay, anyways, that was my podcast snack. I normally snack while I do this. Obviously not when I'm talking because no one really wants to hear chewing. But anyways, moving on to there are a few different, not really, there's not really different stories, but there's a few different versions of the alabaster jar story. And so I'm going to read it to you. Read the one from Matthew chapter 26 verses 6 through 13. It says, while Jesus was in Bethlehem in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar, a very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclined at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indigent. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money could have been given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. You will always have the poor, but you will not always have me. When she poured the perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, What she has done will also be told in memory of her. Another version of the story in chapter 14 of Mark, it says, when he was in Bethany, talking about Jesus, reclining at the table of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar, very expensive perfume made of pure nar, which 
I did some research on that and Nora was like, today's Chanel number one would be what Nard was then. Um, it says that she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why is this a waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money could have been given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing for me. The poor will always be with you and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. Um, It talked a little bit more, you know, kind of just what I said about in Matthew about how she poured it beforehand for Jesus's burial. And whenever the gospels preach throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in the memory of her. This story is also told in John. And in John, we actually get a name for the woman. In John chapter 12, it tells the exact same story. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus's honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But then one of his disciples, you know, the same story I just told you kind of two other times, but here we have a name. It was Mary. The story of Mary and Martha, which I have told on here before when we were talking about the spirit of distraction, Mary was the one that was sitting at Jesus's feet when there was a million things to do. Mary, I've kind of always been inspired by her and her way that she was just in awe of Jesus constantly. And and so I wanted to kind of read these off to you just to kind of give you a foundation for the episode we're about to have today because I'm not going to start preaching about the alabaster jar if you don't even know the story. That is the story. And now that you have the story, we can go ahead and dig deep into kind of what this looks like and why this is such a significant story for us. And uh, it can be such an inspiration to faith and to our walk with Jesus. And when I am doing research on Bible stories, a lot of times I will look at the cultural significance of the stories first because yes it has a big spiritual influence and you know you can read a lot of bible stories and be influenced spiritually but what about the meaning of what they were doing culturally so i'm going to be honest with you all right now. i did not know what an alabaster jar was and like some people say it's a box an alabaster box or jar or whatever So I thought that I would do some research on that. Like, what even is that? So imagine a big box or like a big vase or vase or whatever you want to call it uh, of pure like marble, like this really heavy stone. It's nicely polished and it's like this white marble and it's filled with this really nice perfume and not a lot of girls have it. They will have something similar to it. But Mary was fortunate enough to have, you know, like the real deal, like this very expensive, you know, little trinket that she uh, uses in this story. And I 
did some research on what they were used for. Like, why did she even have this? Was this something everyone had? You know, type type of questions that I was thinking in my head. And in the culture, the Jewish culture, they had these at that time and they were used, not only was the jar itself valuable, but what was inside was also valuable. And so it was made to just be of value and only worn. You only wore it to very special occasions because it wasn't it was very expensive and very valuable, not just with money, but very valuable in other ways, which I'm going to explain to you. When I Googled it, it said its value is not only because of the cost, but because of how it was used. Uh, scholars tell us that a young girl would be given this box or this jar by her family when she reached marrying age. Then she would give it to her husband as a sign of her commitment and devotion to him. In a sense, it was her inheritance. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but when I first read that, I started hysterically crying because not only was this a big thing, like she washed Jesus's feet with her hair with this nice perfume. It was her inheritance that was supposed to be given to her husband. That was a sign of commitment that in that culture, you were committed to a man and you were you're going to be marrying him. So not only was she giving it up for herself, but she was giving up that. I don't, I don't know what the word is. She's giving up that, um, kind of gift for a future husband one day. And I don't exactly remember if she ever got married, but not only was that a sacrifice for her in her own life, but it was a sacrifice that she made for her husband that he's not going to get that. And I think it's so important that we note that she broke it. It wasn't like, oh, let me pour it out. She smashed it at the feet of Jesus. And in one version, it says she poured it over his head. In one version, it says that she wiped his feet with the perfume and her hair. And either way, either way, it is a symbol of her dedication to Jesus. And, oh. I'm so I get choked up every time I think about it. And it also is a gospel of great love when she forgot herself and she broke it. And like I said, it was a symbol of showing that that Jesus was her master. Jesus was the man that she chose to follow and not in like a spouse way, but in a savior way. And Oh, this is the part where I get a little emotional every time because this is how I thought about it. The alabaster jar was beautiful in itself, but it was made to hold something even more beautiful, the perfume, and it was perfect through and through, and it was clean and pure and just beautiful, and it was broken. And it made me think about, did the alabaster jar break when Mary threw it on the ground or did it break when Jesus died on the cross? Think about that. Because essentially, spiritually, Mary poured the perfume 
on Jesus, making him the alabaster jar, making him the holder of the pureness. And we know that Jesus was pure through and through, and he was beautiful. And he was a beautiful human that held beautiful values and beautiful faith. And he was broken on the cross. And he was broken out of love and admiration for his father in heaven. And, oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to hold it together. Um, Just the act of giving it all to Jesus. And when he said that we will always have poor people that need help. But Jesus was only there for a short time on earth. And... Another thing that I was thinking about while I was reading all of this and thinking just about the story through and through is when Mary poured the perfume and broke the jar and gave up the most valuable part of her life that she had, the most valuable asset that she had in her possession, a gift to her future husband. The jar physically broke when she smashed it, but... It also broke when Jesus died on the cross because he became the alabaster. But what I think we're missing is Mary gave the jar and the perfume an actual purpose when she broke it for Jesus. It might have had a purpose and a value for her physically and for her and her husband, but she gave it a spiritual purpose that Jesus declared would be forever recognized when we would be talking about the gospel. Jesus doesn't just say that. He doesn't just say that she will be recognized and valued while we're sharing the gospel. He doesn't just say that about anyone. He says that about this specific story because she had something that was worldly, so beautiful, so pure, so valuable, and she gave it spiritual value. She gave it value from a faith standpoint of view. And it didn't need any more value added to it, but it needed purpose. And it was just like I said, I know I've said value like a million times, but it already had value to the earth. It already, it didn't need any more earthly value. It needed a spiritual purpose. And sometimes I think that about other people. Because think about us. Oh, I'm never emotional ever. So this is really weird for me to get choked up. But um, think about us. We are so valuable. No matter what sin that we have in our hearts, no matter what, we are valuable as human beings. But we have a spiritual purpose. And maybe that means breaking our value to the world. And stepping into that spiritual purpose. And I do stand by what I said. I think the alabaster jar actually got broken the day that Jesus died on the cross. He is the spiritual alabaster jar. He is the inheritance. He is everything. And all we can do is accept the fact that he was broken for us. He was the one breaking at our feet and he is the one that is washing our feet in his pureness, in his perfume. And I want 
nothing more in this earth than to just figure out how to accept that. Sometimes I have a hard time accepting that I have value, but I do because it says throughout the Bible that I have value. It says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I have a prayer every day that I learn how to accept that. And, um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to pull it together. I promise. And so I was thinking about ways that I could apply this to my life. How can I, how can I apply this to my life? How can I apply this story to my life? And I wish that it was like just little things. Like a lot of times, well, I guess none of it's little, but a lot of times I'm really good at being like, maybe you should cut this out of your life. Maybe you should cut gossiping out of your life. Maybe you should cut unforgiveness. This one goes a lot deeper because just like I said, we are the ones that have value. We just have to find a spiritual purpose because our spiritual purpose is what is what changes our hearts. Our spiritual purpose is how we walk in a relationship with God. And uh, I just love this story so much. In the song that I was talking about that my friend Emma uh, had me listen to, it talks about how you gave it all. Jesus gave it all. He did. And I'm not going to sing it for you, but it's like, it just says that over and over. You gave it all. You gave it all. You gave it all. He gave it all. He was pure through and through. And he got broken at our feet. And after he broke himself, he cleaned our feet with the pureness of him. He cleaned our hearts. Ooh, my gosh. Chokes me up every time. It's, I'm, I'm getting through it, guys. I'm getting through it. Um, this story is so beautiful. I will, I, I was just in awe the entire time that I was reading it. Just, I was just in awe of Jesus once again. Like he is so beautiful and I will forever be inspired by him. I hope you guys are inspired. That's the story that I have for y'all today. And I, I hope that you find your spiritual purpose. And I hope you know that you have value. And not only do you have value to the world, you have value to God. And God wants to show you your spiritual purpose. And I pray that you accept the forgiveness and the acts of forgiveness that Jesus shows us and gives us and grants us. I love you all, Emma. I know you're listening to this. I hope that you're not crying along with me. I hope that you also pull it together. But also for anyone else, I just, I pray a peace over all of your hearts in the name of Jesus. I just, oh, this is such an emotional episode. I wasn't prepared. Um, I think that's what I'm going to end on. I think that's a really good place to end on. I love you all. And I guess I'll see y'all back here next week. Y'all already know the drill. Follow the socials. The merch is there. But 
that stuff isn't really what's important. What's important is the message and not really the popularity of it. But you can always share the message. Share this with your friends and your family. And I always appreciate the support from all of you. Um, the devil has definitely been trying to get me down recently. So I haven't been as active on social media as I would like to, but I'm getting there. And I really did enjoy making this episode through and through. So I love all of you. I hope you have amazing weeks. I hope you have amazing weeks and I will see y'all right back here next week.